The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. That's tight. Done. There's the tap. What a homecoming it is. Wilbur, the red yard. Oh. You get off like this. That's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's <laughs> dangerous. I should have made we're out of here. Matt Sarah, Jim Norton. You like oh. that? The new UFC unfiltered opening oh. number. No, no, I don't like that at all. Matt Sarah. Jim Norton, it's the new UFC unfiltered opening number. Might be very exciting times in the UFC. Yes, there are. They have. Uh, I don't know what if it's going to be under WME Endeavor, but or Endeavor Entertainment, whatever it's called. But now the UFC and the WWE, yes, are under the umbrella of the same company. They're owned by the same company, and I understand that. Uh, Ari Emanuel is going to be the uh, the top, whatever the CEO, whatever that is. Yeah. I think number two is going to be Vince McMahon. He's going to oversee the, but he's not. He's Dana is still the president of UFC, but Vince is second in command at the parent company that they've created to uh, to encompass UFC and WWE. And I think that I don't think Vince is going to be the day to day guy at WWE anymore. I'm not sure. They paid almost $10 billion for it, I think. They had what? I want to say it was almost $10 billion to sell. I think that's correct. I'm going by what I learned this morning. $10 billion. Yeah, it's a lot of money. And Well, that was too much for me to buy it, or you. Yeah, I even know. I have a little stock, we, though. Even if we put all our money together. Even if we pooled our resources, we would have had a yeah. hard time coming down with the down payment. Yeah, I don't think we'd have the, the Matt and Jim company that. But listen, we're in good company. Yeah. All hey, WWE is a massive, massive entertainment company. So a good, <clears throat> it's not going to fail. And neither is UFC. And, and, I'm either, sure are Vince, and either are we. Well, 
Jimmy, I'm excited to have fights on again this weekend. Even though last weekend, last Saturday, I was over at the Malloy College. And uh, no, I'm not doing a reshoot of, um, it's, it's not a, a, a reboot of Back to School. Sorry. Right. It's an old movie with Roddy Dangerfield, who was older at the time, going back to college. I remember it well. That's not what I that saw. Sally Kellerman was in that. She was kind of... Uh, she was sexy. She was very good. Kind of sexy for an older lady. Call me when you have no class. I do that's fucking he, he's great. He was very funny. As a kid, you used to make me happy in my lappy. Uh, Jimmy, so um Oh, I see. She would make your make your penis stand at attention. You don't gotta be graphic. You know, that's just I say it so you gotta like I say uh, I you you painted a I picture, you're right. Yeah, I don't you don't gotta happy in my lappy. That's until the tip would get all sappy. Oh, again, <laughs> once again, you go too far. You'd make I'm a like, mess I'm in your cool. nappy. <laughs> we start the show now. Why? Because we're being silly. Yeah, you're right. So far, yeah. Listen, I'll yeah. tell you who's a great fucking actor. And I know that's my head of my ADD works. Christian Bale. I'm watching a new show with him on Netflix. What is it called, everybody? Uh, producer, look Batman? it up. Batman? Jimmy, the Dark like Knight, something with blue eyes, thin blue eyes, or or the the pale blue eyes. Oh yes, American Hustle, <laughs> American Psycho, the pale the pale brown eye, the pale blue eyes. Oh, blue. And know what it reminds me of? It's that like, man. No, oh, no, I'm sorry. No, he's it's almost like an Alfred Hitchcock or like a a Sherlock Holmes. He's like a he's a detective. And it's and it's it takes place in like uh I think it's in Hudson, New York, or Hudson Valley, New York, or something like that, in like eighteen twenty something or so eighteen something. I don't know exactly. Well, they maybe the late eighteen hundreds, but so it's got a it's a mystery. So I don't know. It's kind of listen anything with that guy, that dude. He's is, great. He is fantastic. He's always great. What's the mystery? What happens? They're not sure what's happening in Gotham. No. Oh, now, I'm not going to even play along because that used to be. He gets, he's a detective. And he gets. See, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, anyway. The big about, short he was in was very good. The what? The big short. It's about Wall Street and the collapse in 2008, the housing market. He plays the guy who bet against the housing market. I thought it was about me. No, I did think of you when I said it, though. The big short? Because you're a little fella. Well, I mean, you're a little fella. I am. I, I'm a stocky little fella, you know. You are. You're. You're a, 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 a wide man. You ever use your? You ever use your, uh, your? Your um, your build for like to like get like for, to get with the ladies, almost like a, almost like use it to your advantage. No. Yeah. How? Well, woman like pudding. Maybe like I can take off my shirt. Oh, yeah, what? my jokes. I said, if a woman likes pudding, I can take off my shirt. Maybe that'll turn her on. That's not going to turn her on. What if she's a lesbian? Oh, Maybe she'll like my breasts. No, no, Jimmy, unless she has, like, a fetish. But listen to me. You come up with some lines. Like, I would go up and, like, listen, you got to – if you never tried short and stocky – wait, hold on. Okay, hold on. Hey, once you go stocky, you realize the rest are cocky. Or uh, something like – that's bad. Let's uh, not do that one. Yeah. Let's not do that one. Oof. Let's do 
right, let's get to the fights this weekend. Yeah. Jim, I feel like a big cane should come out, like a big, and like pull me out of the sky. Why? Once you go, once you go stocky, you'll realize the rest were cocky. That's not a good line. That's not, no. I wouldn't do that if I was. Should be that. more like this. Once you go, once you go stocky, you'll feel like a pile of cocky. <laughs> Jimmy. Yes, sir. In all our 600 plus episodes, this, 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 this is this a rough start. It's a rough start. I'm having fun. I'm having fun. I'm not getting my legs underneath me. I feel like I'm having a rough first round. I I I stand by this. Um, Go ahead, Jimmy. What are we saying? We have fights this weekend. Let's talk about that because I keep not wait. We have Gilbert Burns coming on soon. If he makes it, and also, uh, yeah, Chris Curtis, who's fighting Gastelum, main fight the prelims, and Gilbert Burns is the uh, the co-main with Jorge Masvidal. That's an incredible fight. Um, Of course, Adesanya Pereira. You want to say two or four? It depends on how you look at it. Uh, this will be their fourth time meeting for the middleweight championship. I want to talk about. I want to talk about both fights: the Gilbert Burns versus Jorge Masvidal. Now, listen. Yeah. My thoughts on this, because you want to know. I do. Normally, I would be like, "Man, is that almost a toss-up?" I mean, these guys are both straight killers, man. They are well-rounded. You know. Uh, yep. And I'd be like, I, I have a hard, a harder time picking a, a winner, but I don't. And this is the reason why motivation. I'm looking at a guy like Gilbert Burns and I'm seeing everything done right. The, from, from what I just watched on embedded with him training, uh, everything he's saying that if he wins this, it should put him in, in fashion. It should put him in line for a title shot or, uh, you know, so it's like, you're hearing everything and you're seeing everything right. And then I'm looking at Jorge Masvidal. Not only that court stuff with Kobe, I, I don't know when he was on Rogan, but it, it couldn't have been, with, it has to be probably within a month ago. I don't know. He was on there. So recently, he just put on game bread fighting. He's promoting. And then I hear that he's saying that, um, I took a picture of it. Because you know me and my memory, Jimmy. Jimmy. What? I don't Great memory, but I do have this a phone and it takes pictures. This could be my last one. If I lose, I'm pretty much calling it quits. That's a quote by him. What was it? Holy so it's like, I don't get me wrong, that guy could come off the couch and be a uh, sure guy. So I don't know. I'm not hearing I take out him in, in, in brutal fashion, then I'll be up for a title. I'll be this. No, I'm seeing a guy that's promoting fights, jumping on the Joe Rogan show. And talk about maybe his last one. Are you know, up, Jimmy, what I am putting down? Yeah, but I don't know. You know what, Matt? That could literally be. Great points. Thank you, Jimmy. First of all, thank you. But From Masvidal, oh. I do agree with you about Burns. I think Burns is going to win the fight. But I think Masvidal could be motivated because him and Leon, I always thought should have fought. And I'm very frustrated that they never fought. And I think the fact that Leon is champion, he may be the one guy who could jump over Colby in the line if he wins in a really decisive fashion, maybe he gets the shot against Leon because they have a legitimate problem between them. And then Colby gets the winner of that because this way you get an extra fight out of it because then whoever wins, they have a problem with Colby. So if Masvidal wins, he has a problem with Colby. You could say the same thing with uh, let Colby fight him next, then Masvidal gets that winner. Maybe that's how it works. Maybe if Masvidal wins in exciting fashion, he gets the winner of Edwards Covington. Um, I, I don't know how that works. It's very strange. Yeah. 
hear Masvidal. I I heard, I didn't listen. I heard a lot. I heard some of his him and uh, Joe Rogan and uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. And uh, you know, one second you're hearing quotes of him saying this might be his last one if it doesn't go right, and then you're hearing him on Rogan say, "I'm not leaving MMA without doing some." extreme damage to you know i'm, I'm, I'm uh paraphrasing uh to colby i'm gonna get him in the cage and murder him legally and yada yada so i don't know man what's going on with this guy it could also be fight promotion hey this could be my last fight i gotta win this like it could just be another angle of promoting that fight i would agree with you on that jimmy and i'm getting listen there's a big butt here you know but he did jump on a plane and go to Texas and do that fucking episode of JRE. And he did just promote game bread boxing. And uh, so it's like, how much does that take out of him? I, man, I don't know. Even jumping on a plane and go to something uh, within a few weeks before, I don't think I'm doing that for a fucking major fight. But yeah. uh, I mean, the fight's like, in his hometown. I mean, why the fuck are we getting on a plane? It's Well, there's also an advantage to it too, Matt. The more, the more views this gets, the more pay-per-view buys this gets, that also ups his shot because Colby is a pay-per-view draw and everybody knows that's why Colby wants, they want him next in line. He's a pay-per-view draw whether you love him or hate him. He sells tickets and he sells pay-per-views. So maybe Masvidal is thinking the more of these we sell, the better it is for me if I win in negotiating to fight Leon. It might, it might all be part of a strategy too of saying, I want to win the fight, but I also have to do this stuff to make sure a lot of people see the fight. Jimmy. Splitting hairs. I'm just saying. I yep. feel that Gilbert Burns is channeled in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think, think you're right. I'm looking over this card, and I'm looking, and I'm like, this is a fucking great card. Great card, man. You know, and uh, what I'm what I'm looking at is I did not realize, and and it's and you know, this is this could be like the not the arrival because man, he's been doing damage and he's fun to watch, but. Adrian Yanez. I'm just saying his last name, name right? Uh, yeah, Adrian Yanez, yeah. Uh, man, is he fun. He's fighting Rob Font. Like, he yeah. wants Rob... Like that. I mean, he wants his spot. He wants his number in the rankings. Yeah. You know? And uh, I think that's a fun fight. And there's a lot of fights on this card, man. I'm looking. I'm like, holy shit, dude. I didn't even realize that... Uh, that uh, Mike, uh, not, uh, Mike, uh, Michael Kies has got an opponent. Um, we don't know who that is yet, though. But I'm looking on, like, the early prelims, and I'm like, yo, man, Cynthia Cavello uh, versus Lupe Godinez. Yep. Man, that's an early prelim. Early prelim. And also, Gerald Mershot is fighting Joe Pfeiffer on that. I, it, it, the whole card is good. Sam Hughes. I like Sam Hughes. She's kicking off the card. There's another great fight. Uh, on the main card, it's the second fight up. Uh, Kevin Holland against Santiago Ponzinibbio. So funny, I was going to bring him up. I That's a great fight. You knew I was going to bring him up, didn't you? I assumed you would, yeah. <laughs> Paul Rosas Jr. is fighting again. He's an exciting fighter. 7-0. He, was he 18, I believe, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he's the youngest guy in the roster. So, so. Uh, against Christian Rodriguez. 8-1. and one. That's a great fight. Kevin Holland, Ponzinibbio uh, is a fight I'm really looking forward to. Well, we could do some oh, – no, we'll wait for Wednesday to do the picks. Yeah, all of it depends on who we have on Wednesday. You never know. Oh, you never do know. No. Uh, all I know is on this rundown sheet, I'm reading about Chris Curtis. 
and uh, I, I grabbed Jake, the producer. I didn't really grab him, but I grabbed his ear. Yeah, sure. And I said, I see it's written on here that he likes video games. Are you sure he likes video games now or like when he's eight? Yeah, that's like, true. Oh, I asked somebody if they like Mortal Kombat. The guy looked at me like I'm an idiot man child. Who was that? Jobcott. Yes, you don't remember that? I remember you asking, yeah. I do, actually. He, he didn't, he wasn't too, he, he looked at me like, remember you said I might as well be asked, telling him, hey, listen, I, I, I play, I, 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 I crawl along, I crawl around on the floor and I eat pudding. I might as well have told him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh. I like to ride my bike and beat my horn. Do you enjoy that too? Listen, what is, first yeah. of all, what is the matter with me? I should have started the episode with this. Jimmy. Yes. I am so proud of you. Oh, come on. What I do? I'm going to, you, first of all, I think you know, but I'm going to tell you. And uh, I'm watching, you know what I like? I like when somebody gets a zinger and hits it out of the park. And uh, I was watching a show called Kill Tony. Ah, yes. And it had you, uh, Whitney Cummings, who's very funny, and And Burke Kreischer, Kreischer, who was on this show. And uh, it was, if people don't know that Kill Tony, it's like a, it's a, it's a show for like upcoming comedians and they do like a minute material. Then they kind of roast back and forth with the guy who's or girl who's doing the comedy. Yeah. And uh, so there was this guy on here. David uh, Lucas. David Lucas. First of all, once I seen that, I started watching some of his other stuff. David Lucas. Very funny. He's funny. Yeah. yeah he's funny. I think yeah. he's funny. Yes. But he was roasting and he attacked you. Hey, the guy from The Sopranos has something to say. And uh, you hit him with a line that just was the equivalent of a KO, a straight KO and a dynamic KO. And you, 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 you floored everybody. You took over the show. Yeah. But you told him he looked like Lizzo dressing up as Sug Knight for Halloween. Jimmy, yeah. come on. Jimmy. Now, when you thought of that, did you think of that on the spot? Or did you? Yeah, already- as he was talking, like as he's, you know, when someone is shitting on you, you you're grabbing for all these yes. different references. Like, uh, you know, it's just when you're thinking of teasing somebody, you're looking them up and down. I noticed the sneakers. You, you just notice different things. Uh, and the line felt, I just kind of pieced it together right. This one and that one. I don't know much about him. I know he's funny. But I don't know a whole lot of his personal life or his history, so I can only kind of go with what's in front of me, which is usually visual, because his material is good. I and Jimmy, you, you, that was a KO. It was yeah. a, everybody, but Whitney starts spitting out stuff out of her mouth, and Bert's getting up, and it, the whole—it's it, one of those things where it's almost like the, the music went. No, 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 no. <laughs> good for you, Jimmy. Thank I know you. you left because you're there to have fun. Sure. <laughs> Still, kind of a gig where you kind of like have to you're on the spot and it could be a good showing or a bad showing. It was a good showing. You well, leave there thinking like that was that was nice. It felt good. I mean, uh, the whole the whole episode. Kill Tony. It's on their YouTube on uh, Tony's YouTube. Kill Tony, and um, it's a lot of fun. A lot of people have watched it. It was the first one in Rogan's new club, like the first Kill Tony and Joe's new club. Um, so they were just kind of feeling out and seeing where the band would go and all that stuff, but it was a great, Tony's a great host. He's really funny. So, um, I, I loved, I loved it. And David Lucas is funny. And I, I love all those young comics. I can't really shit on young comics. Um, David, I could, cause he, you know, he shits at everybody else first, 
So it's a little different when a guy is shitting on you first. It's easier to, to make fun of him back. It is funny. I think comedy's getting a little, well, Jimmy, good stuff, man. It was good. Thanks, you know? man. Like, oh, that's my buddy. Yeah, yes. Everybody clap for him. You know? Yeah. If I was there live, it would have been embarrassing. Because I would have been hit. I go, that's my friend. I do it. <laughs> with him. I do it. And they'd be like, I'm trying to enjoy the. And I'd be like, I know him. I'd embarrass you. Yeah, they, um, we were promoting the Burt Kreischer roast on OFTV, on OnlyFans TV. It was actually a great roast. And so that's why the three of us were there because Whitney produced it and was in it. And of course, Burt was the star of his own roast. How so uh, it was great. Can I watch that roast? You want to OF, I think it's OFTV.com you can watch. And I actually had a very good set there. So I was very happy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And you were attacking other people as well. Oh, yeah. That's all I did. I love the roast stuff. I do. I have to like somebody to roast them or or be really familiar with them. Like, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not good at just, hey, roast so-and-so. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's usually somebody I have to know and have a history with and want to talk about. That's why I don't get into podcast wars or any of that shit, because I simply don't want to have to watch other shows to see what they're saying. I don't give a fuck. So I have to, I have to give a fuck about somebody on some level to roast them. Well, I know you give a fuck about me. Go. Matt. You're so short hurt my feelings, though. that you make the other guys feel cocky. Say it again. You're so short, you make the other guys feel cocky. Yeah, it doesn't even make sense. Oh, no. It's just, ah, I don't roast good on the let's spot. Work, let's work on it. <laughs> Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy, you're so funny. Um, all I know is Gilbert Burns is coming in soon. And we're Allegedly. Allegedly. Is he late? Very. Nah, that's not a good sign. Well, you know, maybe he's doing he's changing something. Changing his pick. <laughs> no, well, he might be doing uh, something else. Oh, he's in the waiting room now. Not, not changing no picks. Let's get Gilbert Burns in here, man. Shit. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What's up, Gilbert? What's up, dude? Man, it's been a long time. We're so excited for you, man. What a what a what a what a great opportunity. This is so exciting. Great opportunity, you know. Saturday, and uh, even more after the the Leon Edison win, even more excited. You know, I think that kind of lit a fire on on, on Masvidal. If if he, you know if he wins, he might get a title shot or anything like that. So I think. He's gonna come a little bit more hungry, so I'm I'm more excited for that. That's the yeah. attitude to have. 
because I'm looking at it from the outside, right? And, and, you know, I'm like, look, a lot of it comes down to attitude, man, when you got two straight-up savages like this. And I'm looking at you, and I'm looking at you doing everything right, what I see, saying everything right, where you're, uh, yo, this guy's head's where it should be. And now I'm looking at Hoy, and you should be, obviously, you're a professional, you're getting prepared for the, the best Masvidal there is. But, man... He's he's um uh promoting a, a, a boxing event. He's doing Joe Rogan. He's saying maybe if he's done, if this doesn't go his way, you're saying I this guy get this shit done. You're not cursing. You're more classy than me. But you're saying if I get this done, I'm gonna do it in, in nice fashion. Title shot right there should be mine. He's saying I'm, maybe this is my last one. What's going on here now? Do you just have to? Get that out of your head and be like, no, I got the most the most savage uh, massive down in front of me. Or are you downloading that data? I got that from DC with some other that. But go ahead, Gilbert. Yeah. Both. I got I, I see this guy doing a lot of things. He had his everywhere. He can talk, he does a good job. But UFC on his house right now. The guy is born and raised here in Miami. He should be training, you know. He should be putting a lot of work. He is, I don't know, but I'm, I'm, kind of taking the guy that that's 100 ready. I'm not thinking that my is gonna be 75 percent, 60 percent. No, I'm ready for that 100 percent, and that's the one that I want. I don't want like at the end of the day, Sunday morning. I don't want people. Oh, yeah, Gilbert killed him. Well, he didn't look good. No, I want him to look good. I want him to be dangerous. I want to. You know, I want a little bit of crazy fight on the beginning and then, but, but I, I hope he's a hundred percent, you know, and then that's what I'm looking for. Looking forward to, to face a, uh, a danger, George Masvidal and, and but I still get a finish. You know, I don't care what his guys doing here and there. I'm looking for a finish, a devastating finish and put my name out of there on, on the title contention. How do you feel about, uh, I think Dana said that Colby is getting the next shot um against uh leon how do you feel about that i feel the same even <laughs> I, nothing changes you know like uh there are things that are on my control that's my training my wake up my preparation and that's thing that's out of my control i cannot be mad or be sad or be happy what dana says you know he has his opinion he's being a great promoter uh yeah but the the best thing the best thing on that is Saturday, I have an opportunity to put a big doubt on his mind. Oh shit! Should we keep playing with the Kobe or should we put this guy? And that's what I'm planning to be to put a big doubt on Dana's mind. But if it is Kobe, it is what it is. I I I hope my performance speaks to itself, and then I get a I get the next shot. If not, it is what it is, my guy. I get another one. I don't care. Like if you win this fight, if you if you win in a decisive fashion, even if the next shot is Colby, you could be next after that. You you know it'll be coming soon. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. I think it's all about my performance. Uh, I'm the only guy, and then I can say that I can speak true here. I can speak facts right here. I'm the only guy that's willing to fight anyone in this division at, at any time. You know, uh, Bilal Muhammad was offered to fight me in Brazil, but he, oh no, I just fought in Abu Dhabi. Brazil not going to be good. So he declined the fight. And then freaking guys steal my place in the ranks. And now, oh, now I just want to fight forward. 
yeah, but you never beat me. So, and then you decline to fight me. And then you kind of come in all day saying, oh, I fought this guy. No, you're not. And uh, so I hope I get another title shot after this fight. But if not, it is what it is. I get the next one that's available in there and, and put it on a great performance and that, that should do it. People don't see a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. And like people say, I'll fight anybody, anywhere, anytime. You are the man that stepped up to fight Kamzat. And uh, when everybody's like, this guy's the boogeyman. No one wants to fight him in 185 or 170. And man, Gilbert's like, hold my acai. And he went out there. And he's like, well, he's not, a, he's not, I doubt he's drinking beer, Jimmy. That's yes. why. No, I say, you're right. I say, thank you. Uh, so, hey, man, you stepped up, and that's one of those fights where you just, like, look, you made it. Not only did you make him look human, I mean, you, that was a, a very close fight. So, I mean, all the props in the world for that. People don't, people like, they, they know that you fought, but, and now that guy looks human. One day, that somebody's going to beat that guy, but you're the first guy, I'm not going to say to expose him. But to show the world, like, hey, this is whatever, who's everybody's afraid of? Let's dance. I get excited thinking about this. My Gilbert. Guy, my guy. Bravo, Gilbert. I agree. I agree. And I'm I'm literally willing to fight anyone in the division. I remember when I lost to Kamaru, my next fight was who? Wonder Boy. And yes. then after Wonder Boy, Hamza, like, and I was the number one contender, number two. I don't know. And then I fought the number five Wonder Boy. And then I fought a number 11, 12, Hamza. And then I fought a number 11, 12, New Magnet. And I fought a number 11, I don't know, Masvidal. And, man, I'm the only one willing to fight anyone. I'm still going to be this guy, you know. So, George is the one. George is the next step. And we'll see if that fight, if I can't, on my performance, guarantee a title shot. But if not, you know, when my phone ring, I'm going to say, who? What they... Yes, you, you guys know already, so it is what it is. Hey, uh, Gilbert, how annoying is it? Uh, is it are you happy that it's in Florida, or are people like uh, asking okay. you for tickets and shit? What's going on? Are people annoying you? You're like, Yo, I gotta fight, get your own tickets, leave me alone. What happens? I, I'm a nice guy, you know, but nice I threw every, I threw everything on my my wife. He said, Hey, talk to Bruno, hey, I have no more tickets, hey, 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 Bruno, Bruno. But a couple guys are crazy. They know I'm on a fight week and they still like, hey, what's up? Can I say, bro, I don't even respond. I don't even respond to a couple of these guys. They just let it go because they get super excited and they want to, I don't know, they want to hype me up. They want to be a good friend. I just kind of slowed down, but I like that it's here. I like that I don't need to travel. I still going to pack my bag because I'm going to stay at the hotel Yeah, just to, to feel that. You know, the energy a little bit. I still got, they sent me my schedule, bro. Ooh. I have so many interviews, so many yep. things to do starting today. And uh, it'll be easier to stay at the hotel, you know, right? So I have all my, I'm going to bring my hyperbaric there, my PMF, my normal tech. I'm going to be chilling, resting, doing my training there. So, yeah, it's going to be good. I'm glad that I don't need to go to freaking airport and wait and then go and that and no jet lag no nothing so yeah i'm i'm very happy that fighting in miami families their friends are there students are there teammates everybody's coming it's gonna be cool i'm super excited yeah and you and the idea of uh you're right the co-main and main you guys you just get more press i mean you just have to do and that's the part that a lot of people don't see like 
yeah, it's a much better spot to fight on. But yeah, there's a lot more work that comes with it. That has nothing to do with training. It's just the idea of you got to talk to a lot more people than most other people on the card. It is what it is. I don't, I don't, I don't, I I have a good time. I try to enjoy, but when I look at the schedule, literally when I look at that schedule, I was just like, wow. Tuesday, oh my God, like, I I don't think you guys are going to be able to see it, but like. Jimmy can't. He's got little bird eyes. I can't see them, but eagles have good eyes. It's just coming up white. We're not only getting a white. It's coming super white. Let, Let me take the lights a little bit off. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you guys can see it. No, he's all white, right? Oh, oh go. my God, there now. it is, the black. Wow, you see it? Lot. It showed up for a second. You could it when the, when up. the white balance. It showed. I, I could see it was two pages of no, just that was and that was Monday and Tuesday. Still got Wednesday and Thursday. Like it was a crazy schedule. When I look at like what, but it is what it is. You know, I think. Uh, I think here forward. If I keep doing what I'm doing, if you keep, if I if I do what I'm planning on doing, I'm just gonna get more than that. So I'm excited. Yes, it is what it is. And Gilbert, when you fought uh, Shemaev, uh, it was a really really good fight. What yep. and, and and Matt raised the point before you came in that everybody was worried about him and nobody wanted to fight him. And you just stepped up and you didn't seem you know you were willing to fight anybody. Was he what you thought he'd be in the cage? Was he as strong as you thought, or was he stronger, or was he as good uh, as people say? What was your take on him um, fighting him compared to what people perceive him as? He was a lot than I expect. I expect a guy is a monster every time that I'm fighting. You know, I want my mentality is to get that, get ready for a monster. If you go there, he's a little monster better. If you get there, there's no monster, even better. But if I get there and I see a monster, I'm I'm ready for it, you know. Yeah. So he was a lot that I'd expect. One thing that 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 I think he did better than I thought because I saw he's kind of start breaking, start breaking in, in in the second round. He start breaking and I saw he's getting very tired. And then he was on the corner with the head down and I look at him to the other side and I say, "Oh shit!" Now I'm taking that shit over. <laughs> but and after like 20, 30 seconds. His corner started screaming so much, and they're like, "What? The, what's going on?" And and they brought that guy back, you know, and they give a lot of credit to these guys. And he came back; he's still very strong, he's still tough. I thought I'm gonna take over in the third round, but it's still another war. But yeah, he's he's very tough, durable, crazy cardio, not crazy cardio, crazy on the beginning. Like he, he's super strong and good cardio, good transition on the beginning, but he's lowered down at the end. But he's still strong to the third round. I still like it. I don't. It's past. I'm over already. But sure. Like I asked for a five round. It should be five. I should fight a little bit harder to get a five round. But it is what it is. But he's as tough as it comes. You know, guy. I has a good future. I believe. Well, listen. Uh, good. This is a great co-main event between you and Jorge Masvidal. Uh, there's title implications. Uh, and, and just a, a great, great weekend of fights. Of course, the main event is uh is he against Pajeda too and uh again you against Gilbert has uh has uh title implications against the Leon Edwards faces next whether it's Colby Covington whether it's one of you guys you got Bilal Muhammad hanging out uh good luck this weekend man it's always good talking to you and uh your fights are always excellent so uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you afterwards but have a great fight thank you guys thanks for having me anytime thank you Gilbert appreciate it go get him Gilbert let's go
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Mac, our next guest. I, I, this is one thing I love about when one guy is a few minutes behind is that the guests are just back to back, which is really nice. Um, so let's bring in Chris Curtis. Kelvin, he's fighting Kelvin Gaslam. Yeah, he is the main fight of the prelims. But again, that's always a good fight. That's one of those fights that they just want people to push into the. They want people to buy the pay per view, so they put a fight that they know is going to be a, a just a, a great fight. I heard that Chris Curtis was upset. That he was on the prelims. Let's ask him. Oh, we'll ask him. Yeah. I some, some guys don't care. I think you get more eyes on you. Yeah. Hey, Chris. Action man. What's up? What's going on? What's going doing, on, man? Action Man? That's your house? Yeah, actually, yeah. It's everything. Yeah, I got stuff in the background there. My picture of uh, Brad Tavares. Who's going to see this and laugh? What's he doing up there? <laughs> so we did a signing like forever ago. I got him to autograph this. So in every interview I do at home, I put the Brad Tavares picture in the frame. That's funny. <laughs> so he, he thinks you're like this super fan running around the house. <laughs> he just laughs every interview that's Brad Tavares <laughs> at home. He's just like, what is happening? That's so great. Now, I was just telling Jimmy that I heard somewhere that you were upset, or maybe you weren't, maybe you were, that you were on the uh, the prelims. And who did you say was on the other one? That oh, the young kid. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Rosas Jr. Yeah, Rosas Jr. Yeah. is on that. Tell him why you're mad, action man. Sorry, I'm just hyping you up. So, go ahead. You know, uh, actually, it's funny because I tweeted that out, not thinking about it, and I got a call from uh, McManor. and like I laughed. I was like, I've got like the coolest like job in the world to where like. Like one of the highest people in my company calls me and like, why are you so upset about this? So I, I do, actually, I do. You were going to say that you got a call from uh, uh, Ro, uh, what's his name? Ro, Rosa. Oh, Rosa. No, no. I do. No, I do. You got a call from his parents and they gave, hey, that's, <laughs> that's my kid. No, I'm only kidding. No, <laughs> no Mick gave me a call. And like for me, man, it's weird. I tell people, like, Eric and I saw people like, oh, it's a, it gets more eyes on that spot. But you got to remember, man, I'm a, I always say I'm the tail end of like the last of the old school generation of fighters. I'm like the very tail end of that. So for me coming up, there were no prelims. There were no featured prelims. It was a main card. And like, that's how I spent, you know, my career coming up is like, you get there. There, There was no prelims when I was doing this coming up. So like, 
like, oh, it's a great spot. But you know, I still have that an old mentality yeah. that, you know, I'm trying to work around. It's just like, no, like, this is it. Like, your goal was to get to UFC. You're on a main card. Like, you're on a card. I never even seen a UFC prelim until, like, when I was coming up. So you got to the UFC, you were on the card, and that was it. So I'm having to work past that uh, old mentality, but uh, it's what happens when you're one of the old guys now. No, it is one of those things, too, where I, I always think it's a fight that they that the UFC thinks is going to be a great fight because they want people to buy the pay-per-view. So they always put a fight that they think is going to be one of the best fights of the night as the main event of those prelims. It's again, psychologically, just to get people to buy the pay-per-view. And I wanted to talk about your Twitter. I, I was watching you, you were doing, did you put up this poll? Like where you're trying to discuss something socially and you were asking for a yes or no answer. It's about mm -hmm. li liberty and things like that. And I watched it and I'm like, it's so impossible to get people to have a real conversation on Twitter. Like, isn't it odd how no one can just weigh in? People have to weigh in angrily or they're afraid of being taken out of context. It was really interesting to watch. It was almost like an experiment. It's, oh, it's, it's funny because when I did, people were like, why don't you just put a poll up? And I was like, well, there's a purpose for this. Because I was pointing out to some people and they were like, oh, well. Because the point was, is you ask for a yes or no answer, right? Like right. nothing else is yes or no. 97, 97% of everyone who answered yes, but they added something. And part of it was like, you know, no matter what side of the issue you're on, like what should be done, there's always going to be people, no matter how expressly laid out instructions are, are not going to listen. And it falls on both sides. Like the people who said yes, the people who said no, but right. very few people could actually follow the directions, no matter how simple as intended, which was like a part of like my not putting a poll up. I wanted to show you that like, guys, like you are, people are all inherently incapable of doing the most basic of things if they feel strongly about it. And uh, it's just, for me, it's just fun. Like I enjoy conversation. I enjoy debate. I enjoy seeing people talk. So I like, you know, I'm like, if, and when people gave me shit, like, oh, you framed it in a leading way. I'm like, well, yes, it's a very leading question because if I say this is how you, this is right or wrong, you're going to push back on me, right? So if I give you a lead in and let you kind of like make your stance, you're more likely to talk to me instead of like fighting at me and or yelling at me. So it's, there's a method to the madness. Like I, I like to think I'm good with people and understanding people. So like, you know, it, it's interesting to see a little social experiment for uh, shits and giggles. Yeah, I find that when I get mad, is it's never usually somebody else's point of view. It's the moment that I'm trying to convince them of my point, and they're not. It's almost like, so when I stop caring about convincing other people about my point, like I'll make my point, but I don't give a shit if they take it or not. I find I get less angry that way because I'm not invested in their reaction. But that's when people start to get angry. It's entirely right. So my uh, one of my best friends... Uh... He used to laugh at me, like, I would try to convince people to, like, listen. And he get, years ago, he told me this. Uh, it's, I still remember it. I think about it all the time. He's like, hey, man, you're spending all this time and all this energy convincing people. He's like, even Jesus couldn't convince everyone. <laughs> I just laughed. Right. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever. Like, yeah, so, like, that's, uh, I'm not even religious, but that sticks with me all the time. So I don't, I don't invest the energy. I, like, I can put a point out. I enjoy the conversation, but I'm not. I'm not going to force you. I'm not going to try to force you to see my way. I'll offer opinions and insights. I like, I feel like he let everybody have, you know, both sides of the, their uh, conversation, but you're not going to convince anyone of anything by like forcing it down their throats. Just doesn't, people don't work that way. Right. Now I'm reading here 
that you're a, and I'm, I'm, I'm taking a risk saying this because the last time I brought this up, the, the, the gentleman was not into video games at all. And he looked at me like a, a 50 year old man child. <laughs> I almost killed my producer. I go, nice job. Face. But anyway, I'm hearing that you are a gamer. I am a, I've been a gamer since day one. Ooh. And like, I'll probably like die at like being a gamer. Like yeah, I'll, I'll never stop. It's, are you, you do the Twitch stuff or you just play for the love of it? No, I play for the love of it. Everyone tells me that everyone tells me I'm wasting like opportunities not doing it on Twitch, but like, I just like doing it for me. I don't know, man. I found uh, fighting has taught me it can be lucrative, but don't monetize all of your hobbies because, if, yeah, like I, I, there's some stuff I just I want just for me. So I kind of game just for me. Now, I want to know what you're playing, and then I want to tell you what I'm playing. So, Jimmy, you have to bear it with us. I don't mind. Right? So right now, so I, I jump around a lot because my, my son plays with me. Uh, so right now, he's really big into Ghost Recon's Wildlands. We just started playing Fallout 76 together. Um, I'm playing myself, Star Citizen on PC, Boulder's Gate 3. I just got back into uh, my buddy got me playing Ready or Not and Sons of the Forest right now. Now. Give me like one of the one of your favorite ones right there, the adult ones, if there are adult ones, the PC ones. Yeah, tell me what's good. Sons of the Forest is awesome if you've uh, if you like survival games. Like you're essentially trapped, you're on, you're on an island, and you're trying to like survive, build camps, and fight cannibals. It's pretty messed up. And then Star Citizen is literally like space life simulator to where like. You're fucking going out, you're buying ships, you're mining, you're like fighting off pirates, but it's all other players. There's no NPCs really. So you're like fighting thousands of other players. Like you're, it's it's an incredible waste of time, but it's really fun. <laughs> How old is your son? 15. Oh, it's kind of cool then. You guys can share interests together and, you know, and, and do things that, uh, you know, you're like, not like having a four-year-old. Yeah, you know, it's, it's 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 he's at that age now to where we can just do stuff. It's cool. He'll call me, like complain about his day. He's like, "Hey, you want to play games? Want to play this, this, this?" So uh, it's uh, it it make it makes him being older. It makes me being away a little bit easier because we can't just communicate. I get phone calls every day. We play like you know every other day. So it's it makes it easier. Do you ever think about mess? You know, messing with the VR. Man, so he's convincing. I bought him a VR. Okay, uh, headset. He's an Oculus. Yeah. He's not like an Oculus, whatever it was. And for me, I kind of want to. But here's the thing, man. I get more motion sick than anyone. Yeah. Like if I'm in a if I'm in a car for 10 minutes and I'm not driving, I'm sick. I so like can I tell you? Can I tell you as, as I dealt with it? There's ways to mess with those controllers with the snap turn and stuff. That population one. Oh, I fucking live it. I live it. I love it. I got my brother-in-law into it, Edwin, Jimmy. And now we're all we're working on a regular basis. It's so much fun. Population one. I want you to tell your son about that if you're not into it. Oh, my God. It okay, is I'm looking at it right now. Population oh, one is a, the best fucking game I ever played. I love that shit. Oh, that man. matches. You get in a pod. You go out, and it's basically Battle Royale. You're going to make me buy a freaking like, and, like i've been putting off buying this just because i'm, I'm gonna get sick but like oh you there's ways to mess with it i bring when i'm in vegas uh you know hey listen keeps you out of trouble i bring i put that thing in my uh carry-on i yeah oh, it's, 
Yeah. Like fucking, I'm in my hotel. They probably think I'm crazy in my hotel room. They probably get <laughs> next door and be like, I'm gonna fucking tell them. I got a fucking headshot. I'm yelling. It's fucking crazy. I also oh, get motion hell? sick and I tried to VR. I have it. But for the game Matt's talking about, Population One, I tried to play it and I got, I don't like those games anyway, but I got nauseous. How are you? Are you bad when you fly too? Uh, for me, it's not, flying is, it can be. So if I'm traveling anywhere, if I'm moving and I'm not like actually driving to where I have like reference points to look, to right. look at, I can't be staring at anything. I can't read. I can't play on my right. phone because I immediately get nauseous. Yeah. So like, yeah. So it's 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 rough. I don't know. Like, it's a really weird weakness to be. <laughs> it's very strange. Like, yeah. Do you mess with? Really do you take Dramamine? No, no. I, I don't. Uh, it makes me uh, like really sleepy. Yeah. So no, I just deal with it. Like, yeah. Like, I get like on the plane though. I'm asleep for the wheels to go up. Like I get on, I sit in my seat. I am sleep before wheels up, so it's no biggie usually. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the VR was a lot of fun. That was the one problem I had with it, though, is I did get a little queasy. Um, but then there's certain things I got used to it, and I didn't. And I'm really bad with. I have to take Dramamine everywhere. But there's Ooh. there's certain things that uh, certain games I actually got used to it. So you maybe you try it and then give yourself a little time. You can always rip the helmet right off, and then you're it, it goes away. I mean. Uh... And my son's been pushing me to get one. So I'll honestly, when we get off here, I'll probably just order one and just suck it up. Like, all right, I'll just get it. Hey, man. Friend, we'll, we'll, we'll squad up. It's, it's so much. All right. Now, look at, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell my son, I'll, I'll order one uh, when I simply get off here. I'm dead serious. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Hey, man. I, I fucking love it. Uh, let me ask you now you have some, man. Yeah, I mean, four and one in the UFC. And, you know, you're coming off of uh, the, the KO of the um, of uh, Joaquin Buckley, who's that? I mean, who's a stud? Now, Kelvin Gaslin is. I mean, this is this is the biggest name. Like that's, a, that's pretty much a household name. People know Kelvin. He's been yeah. around. Is that is that is that extra motivation? Saying, all right, look, I know I I killed, I took out some 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 savages, but this guy, people are gonna know. Everyone's gonna know who the action man is. After I take out Kelvin, is it a little bit bigger when you get like a name like Kelvin Gaslin? It's most definitely is like because for me, even though he's ranked lower than Jack, it's still the biggest fight for me that I've done. I mean, like he's the guy who has one of the best fights against Izzy. He's fought everybody in the division. Ultimate fighter. Um, yeah. yeah, like tough winner. Like for me, this is big, man. Especially like that. That that's a lot of uh, motivation and pressure right there. Especially because like you know. He's what one in five in his last six. So yep. you don't want to be the second, you know, the second guy he's beaten in that. And but the thing is though, man, like Kelvin's only lost to like studs. Yes. Those five that, that's studs. Like he's at the, he's fought the very best guys. And some of those, you know, you could argue he won those fights. So I don't I don't want to be the one to drop the ball. And on top of that, man, like you know. If you lose, everyone's like, oh, you don't deserve to be there anyway. He's never going to be blah, blah, blah. So for me, like, you know, it, it's very important to come out and perform because hell, man, it's Kelvin. And like, you never, dude, the dude is a fucking tank, man. He's a, he's a really, really good fighter. And uh, I want to show that, like, I belong in that group of people. And like, you know, if I, if I take him out, then I've done something that only the best guys have been able to do. And he also, you know, it's funny, uh, except for that uh, heel hook uh, to Hermanson, 
He's lost by decision with Cannoneer, Whitaker, uh, Darren Till, and Izzy. Like, they're all decisions. Kelvin, he's almost impossible to put away. Again, a heel hook, or the exception, but he's a guy that you know you're probably going to have to go the distance with. He's a very, very difficult guy to put away. So isn't it funny that he's only 31 too? Like, don't you think of Gaslam and you think he's 43 because of how long he's been a, a name fighter? It's so weird that I'm older than him. I'm like, man, I'm just like, yeah, a couple of years on. I'm like, holy hell. Like, I just feel like he's been around for way, like for forever. It's the weird dichotomy of Kevin Gaslam. He's 31. Like, you feel like he's 40. Yeah. Like, he's just like, I think when Hindo was hanging around, you're just like, holy hell, he's still here. <laughs> yeah. He's been fighting high level like guys. That. He's been fighting high level guys for all those years. I mean, he, he, right. He has fought everybody. Um, what do you expect out of him, Chris? I'm, I'm sorry, Matt. Who's up? You or me? No, I just said, what are you expecting out of him? What are you expecting him to try to, if you were him, what do you think his strategy against you is going to be? Well, he's back home in Arizona. He's with Cejudo. Uh, judging from that combined with his last Cannoneer fight, I'm assuming he's going to come out. He's going to try to use a lot of movement, a lot of low kick, a lot of uh, calf kicks probably. Uh, I would assume he's going to wrestle. You're back home with Cejudo. I have to assume like you're going to try to wrestle. Like it, it wouldn't make sense not to. Um, I think he's going to try to win rounds. I think he's going to try to win rounds, like uh, get control positions and just try to chip away and be, uh, essentially kind of outpoint me. But I don't think right. that's going to work. People seem to think like the Jack fight was like, oh, that's the way to beat him. I'm like, guys, like I had two weeks to prepare with like, not like give me a break. I had a bad night, like sure. get over it. I fought taller guys. I fought longer guys. Like that's, I'm not afraid of movement. It's fine. But um, I think he should, I think he'll try to edge and just volume and just try to, you know, pick up that decision win and like, you know, just try to look to the judges and get those, get those uh, win in spaces. Captain Cowboy's really good at winning in spaces. He won't always win every part of a round, but he's good at winning important spaces. So I think that's going to be the plan. Like mix in the wrestling, try to keep me off balance and just win enough time to win the fight. Well, not up in here. Yeah. You didn't fight your way up here, Chris Curtis, to just, you know, let Kelvin get back in the mix. No, nah, nah, definitely not. Give up way too much for that. And at 35, you said you feel like an old fighter. 35 is not old. How do you how do you feel at 35? Um old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got like, like this is what my 40th pro fight. So you're performing though. You're you yeah. I feel I, to to feel old. I feel well, man. I feel good. Like I, uh, I still feel athletic. I'm I'm getting I'm getting stronger and stronger, yeah. working on things. The big thing is uh, at thirty five. At thirty five, I realize I don't recover nearly as fast. That's the uh, that that's the big thing. Is like I don't feel bad, but I'm sore for a lot longer than I used to be. Yeah. Chris in his twenties was invincible. Chris at thirty five is like I'm gonna get you know twenty minutes get out of bed. But I feel good, man. Like, I, strength conditioning feels good. I've got a great team. I'm like, I think I'm stronger now, more like now than I've been in my adult life. So I've aged very well. So thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. Uh, you know, shout out to being black, like, aged very well. And uh, it's just, it's great, man. Shit, don't crack. I'm with you. Right? Yeah. I'll look this way until I die. People are like, 35. I'm like, yeah, man, I'll look this way until I die. Every yeah. Time I bring, every, every time I bring up the 35, Jimmy goes, Matt, remember, Matt. 
at 35, you knocked out Frank Trigg. I go, it's not about me, Jimmy. I know, and but I still like I, to say that. I bring him back to earth. I go, Jimmy, don't bring up me knocking out Frank Trigg every goddamn interview. But anyway, no. the thing is, action man, we <laughs> cannot wait. We can't wait for this weekend. And again, I know what it's like to be, as far as with that old school mentality, when I fought on the prelims, nobody's seen me. I'm like, no, I, I, was, I was fighting Jeff Curran. Nobody gave a shit. But now it's a way different world. They did this in a, in a, in a card filled with action-packed fights. You guys been chosen as, all right, look, let's get these two to get us some more pay-per-view buys. So yeah. it's actually an honor. I know I'm going to be fucking watching. And, uh, man, all our best. Unless you got something else, Jimmy. I can't wait. Have a great fight, Chris. Uh, you're always exciting to watch, and uh, we'll definitely talk to you again. And uh, oh, you know, definitely. have a great fight on Saturday against I the great Calvin Gastelum. I appreciate it, man. I'm gonna go uh, try to put something good on for the fans. So it's hopefully some big good one. Okay, buddy. We'll talk to you again. Population all right? one on Oculus. Get that. I'm I'm gonna order it right now. I'm gonna order Oculus right now. Like, uh, all right, I trust <laughs> you. I'm gonna order it right now. All right, brother. All right, see you later, man. Take care, Chris. Right, later, guys. All right, I guess that's it. Are, are the equipment starting to shit the bed? I'll talk to you on Wednesday. We'll see who we have. And we'll make our fight picks. I like the way we end the show. We're like, I guess that's it. <laughs> I guess we had yeah, it's all right. I mean, the, the, when there's an audio glitch, at least we know it's at the end of the show. Jimmy, I will sing us out of the episode next. Uh, I like to give them something to look forward to. Next episode. At 100%. Next episode, you guys get a song. But right now, Jimmy, we're out of here. I miss you, Jimmy. Good job. I miss Bill you, Tony. sweetie. And everybody watch. Thank you. On the OnlyFans.tv, Bert Kreischer Roast. OF.tv. Yep. You go, or F- OFTV.com. I'll see you Wednesday. OMG. Bye, Jimmy. Bye, fella. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.